All right, good morning, good morning, everybody. Today I'm joining you from New York, and I am excited to be here. And um, today we have one of those questions that have just truly, truly, truly important. And if you have a business or if you want to grow your business or if you want to make more money or in any of, in the category of all of those things, today's question is going to be critical for, for the development of your business. And that is the number one marketing principle you need to scale, that you need to know to scale your business. And without it, you're doomed. The Daily Huddle is a growing tribe of passionate people who want to uplift humankind through their work and throughout their communities. We invite you to elevate the way you experience life through rich and inspiring conversations with today's thought leaders. Be prepared to challenge your views about leadership, health, money, spirituality, communication, and relationships. Welcome to The Daily Huddle. Or at least that was my experience. <laughs> so, all right. Well, welcome everybody. Good morning. Great to see you. Let's have some fun this morning. I have something to confess. The conversation we're going to have today is actually one of my favorite conversations to have. There, there was this time um, in my life when I really didn't know how important marketing was, and I thought that marketing was what people did at some point. This is how embarrassing this is. I thought at some point that marketing was what people did when they didn't want to concentrate in anything difficult. Hmm. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? It's like, it's like uh, I grew up with this notion of um, when, when I was growing up, I grew up with this notion that if you want to become a salesperson, don't go to school. I grew up with a notion like that. I, the, my environment in which I grew up led me to have this kind of conclusions about entrepreneurship and about life and about careers. It's like, okay, if you're not going to concentrate on something important like being a doctor or being a lawyer or being, you know, engineer or an architect, then go into marketing. That's like your fallout. <laughs> you know, like that's what you do. Or the same thing in the context of sales, you know, like if you don't go to school, then you're going to have to end up selling something. So imagine this, imagine these two conclusions happening in my brain. If you don't really want to concentrate on anything, you know, like important in the world, going to marketing. And if you're not going to do anything in life that is worth talking about, then you're going to go into sales. Imagine the barriers. I had unknowingly to grow a business. I was doomed. I was doomed. So I didn't go into marketing, right? And I didn't want to become a salesperson. And there I go, going to school and working really, 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 really hard, 60, 70 hours a week, going to school full time and making little money, little to no money and trying to be helped by everybody. And, and then, okay, I'm gonna make the story short. Then things begin to happen. I start having a better relationship with, with sales and I started uh, 
you know, I, I met, I met someone uh, who said, a men, uh, my first mentor, who didn't know was a mentor for me, but my first mentor, this was a very successful woman. And she said, hey, if you don't want to worry about, if you don't want to worry about money for the rest of your life, learn to sell something, learn to sell. Because everyone needs someone that can help them sell their stuff. And I love what that, that, that way of looking at things. If I don't want to worry about money for the rest of my life, learn to sell for somebody. And so that began to shift. Okay, so life goes on, and then I go to school, and then I graduate, and then I start working with a consulting company, and then this is a very big consulting company, and then I end up in Africa. Can you believe it? I end up in Africa. And then I go do work in, in South America with governments and mines, and then I do this amazing work for organizations, you know, doing leadership development and, and management consulting. And, and, I, and I start to get a real grip of what makes a difference at the heart of leadership in a business, in people's lives and a business. And I'm becoming really good at this stuff. And I have sufficient years of experience to have conviction in what I do. And that's a cool place to be at. But then my contract ends. No more playing with them. And I'm at this crossroads. And the crossroad is, should I go look for another consulting company? McKenzie, the McKenzie's of the world, right? And work for them or bring everything I know that I have gathered for 12, 15 years and use it in, and package it in a different way and help small business, medium-sized businesses in their capacity to build teams and lead others. And I thought, I'm going to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to take on my own journey. I'm going to start my own journey. And then I discovered how terrible I was at marketing my stuff. Like how bad I was, like how terrible I was. Here's what I discovered. And this made a real difference for me. And this is, this is a quote that I made up for myself. I don't think I've seen it everywhere, anywhere else. There is a world of difference between being good at something and marketing what you're good at. Like a world of difference. It's just so different. It has, it almost, this is what I discovered in my field. It almost has nothing to do with it. Almost, almost. I know that's a kind of, that's a stretch to say. Of course, it has something to do with it. But if I had to send my brain in that direction, there is a world of difference between being good at something, being good at your craft, you know, delivering an excellent product, having integrity in your product or service, and then marketing what you're good at. It's a very different world, really different world, different, different aspects to master and to bring integrity, right? So, um, so I failed miserably at the beginning. I couldn't get a client. And I, I really knew I had something special, but I couldn't do anything. And then I started discovering, and then I started hiring marketing companies. I had to outsource, you see? You see, I had to outsource. I wasn't going to become good at this. I had to outsource it. And that didn't go well at all. <laughs> That didn't go well at all. So let me share this um, 
I'm going to share this, uh, this, this quote that I'm about to share with you. It's the very quote that changed everything for me. I'm going to share my screen. Let me share my screen. Can you guys see my screen? Yeah? Yes. All right. This quote changed everything from David Packer. He says, marketing is too important to be left to the marketing department. That changed everything for me because I was looking to outsource and outsource and outsource. And it's not that the marketing agencies don't know what they're doing. Of course they know. However, you are the driver of your business. You are the driver. And the intricacies of, the, of, the, of your ideal client, of your prospects, all that they can really do is to have you fill out a form on your ideal client and then create a campaign around it. But you really are the one who knows them. You really are the one who, who, who can react to their needs, if you will. And so absent of understanding key principles of marketing, if you will, then your business is really hurting as a business owner or as an entrepreneur. And then your marketing team, it's really hurting because as a driver, you're missing critical aspects. So then, that, then you end up hiring a marketing team. They do what they do. And then usually you don't get results, at least at the beginning. And then you make them wrong. And then you go get another marketing team. And then you make them wrong again. And then you go get another marketing team. And then you make them wrong again. Until at some point, you start noticing that you are in the crime scene every single time. Isn't that cool? <laughs> you got to wonder why you're always in the crime scene. <laughs> Very good. So marketing is too important to be left in the marketing department. So here's the next thing I want to share with you. Uh, I like this thing. This, I love this one. And this is important to know. Very important to know. The valley of disappointment growth curve. Here's what you think should happen when you're running a campaign or when you're growing your business or wh whichever one it is. This is what you think should happen. And then there is actually what happens. And there's this, there's this valley of difference and absent of understanding that there's going to be a valley of difference, if you will, this valley of differences, it is likely that we don't test enough, we don't make enough shifts, we don't do the right thing. We don't, we don't stay enough with our campaign long enough for us to shift the curve. And, and, and if, if, we, if we don't allow ourselves to do that, I, I, Dean Grandiosi, this is a guy I like to follow a lot. He's, he's, he's a great guy. He says, you got to develop a marketing stamina so that you can stick to something long enough until your brain begins to give you the way out, if you will, the breakthrough. So absent of doing this, uh, what I've noticed and what I saw for myself is that I would start something and end it too soon. Start something and end it too soon. Start something and end it too soon. And I wouldn't be, I wouldn't stick to something long enough for the curve to start going in my direction or the direction of expectation. Make sense? Make sense? Very good. This is why it's critical. It's critical 
to become the driver's seat of your marketing team. Okay, awesome. Marketing is too important to be left to the marketing department. This is the... Now, here's a question I want you to... These are some questions I want you to have for the, for the next conversation I want to have with you. It is very likely that if you're listening to this and if you have a business, you it's likely that you have a business goal already for yourself for 2022. You have your first two quarters already. Maybe you have met them. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you are over, you know, overseeing ex, over expectations. Maybe you are under expectations. I don't know. But more than likely, you have a goal. If you don't have a goal, then it's critical you get a goal. Right now, as soon as this call ends, you've got to have a goal for yourself because that begins to align your brain to something for your brain to look for. Now, here's the next question, question over here at the bottom. This is a very important question that I want you to ask yourself. Do I have the processes and structures that allows for my business to scale? It is very important to ask myself that question. It's very important to ask yourself that question because many times... You understand your client, something I've noticed with my clients. Sometimes we understand our clients. We understand our their needs. We have integrity with them. We have many processes in place, but we don't have a team, a structure, a sufficient team or a sufficient structure that allows for the business to scale. Because what happens, at least at the beginning, people are either really busy gathering clients but that's not delivering services or products, or they're really busy delivering products and services and they're not gathering new clients. And so they, we kind of get stuck. That does, does that make sense? Yes, say, say something. Yes, okay, good. Does your current process allow you to have the time to deliver your product or services to more customers? And does your current process allow you to have the time to convert the number of client necessaries the number of clients necessary to reach your goal. So these are good questions to have. These are really good questions to have in mind so that the business owner that you are, the business strategist that you are, will begin to think in terms of scalability. Is, it, is this scalable? Or am I going to have just a ceiling on the number of clients I can have? And that's a critical aspect to allow yourself to be thinking of, right? Okay, so here's where I'm gonna concentrate myself for the rest of the time uh, that, that we have. There are three, three critical, critical phases that we all go through when we're gathering new clients. And I just wanna concentrate on one aspect of these three. The first is obviously the attract phase. And this is everything that you're already doing. You gotta attract your clients, you gotta attract your prospects, and there's a whole science around that. How do I attract your ideal client? How do I make sure that they stay um, engaged with you? Then there is the face of selling them. It's very different. It's a real world of difference between attracting somebody and then selling them. And it's important to know the difference. Attracting is the world of understanding the psychology of the attention span that people have, we only have three to eight seconds of attention span. How is your headline? And then after your headline, how is your story, right? Or if you have a website and you're driving traffic to your website, how are you managing 
the story within your website, right? Or if you're doing a video, how are you from the video? How are people going into your website so you can start a relationship with them? And that's what I want to, that's what I want to point to today. That's, that's the aspect I want to point to. The number one marketing principle to scale a business and without, without it, we're doomed. And this is what made the biggest difference for me is that your customers are people. And the number one marketing principle is that to scale your business, I want you to hear this as if it was the truth, but it's not the truth, but I want you to hear it as if it was the truth. The number one principle, marketing principle to scale your business is to develop a system that creates relationships with people. The critical aspect is to create relationships with people because your customers are people. And people, human beings, we're social. We like to have a relationship. Now, depending on your product or services, there's a different ways to develop, to develop a relationship. I'm only, I'm only going to point to the one that... Um, the one for for you know for today's conversation but there's many ways to create relationships with people for this conversation for today's conversation an, a critical way to develop a relationship with people is to continually educate them on what you do it's not continually sell them right because people want to buy they just don't want to be sold all the time. People want to buy all the time, right? We make money so we can go buy something. And that's true for another 300 million people, right? So people want to buy something. They just don't want to be sold. So how do I keep a relationship with people who want to buy stuff? The best way to keep a relationship with people is by continuously educate them on the stuff that you do. And when you allow yourself to do that, you start becoming what I call, or not what I call, what the, what the marketing world calls calls an authority in your industry and that's a great great place to be at in somebody's mind when people begin to see you as an authority in what you do then they're continually going to keep looking for you for that advice for that relationship and that's a powerful one then you have leverage you can do a lot with that relationship as an authority figure in your industry, right? So what, so what I like to, the, the biggest seed I want to leave in today's conversation is how do I scale relationship with my prospects or my clients? How do I scale their relationship with them? Not, not, I don't want you to leave with today's episode. How do I grow my business? How do I make more money? Yes, of course, on all of that, there is enough YouTube videos on that. What I want to leave you with today is this question. How do I scale my relationship with my prospects and my clients? And um, this is um, to the Daily Huddles episode is so short, right? There's so much, so much more, so much more to share, right? But that's a good question to have. And that question is what began to transform my businesses and the clients that I get to help constantly. I'm always listening for, well, how can we scale their relationship with your prospects? How can we scale their relationship with your clients? Because why do you want to scale a relationship with your prospects? Because prospects are not ready to buy right now. 
There's only a small percentage of them that are ready to buy now, but they'll buy, they'll buy later. And your clients, they can buy again or they can send you referrals, right? Your clients can buy again from you or they can send you referrals. So how can you scale the relationship with your clients so that they, you stay top of mind and they continually, continually send you referrals or they come back for more? And it's about developing the relationship, not just sending them a coupon on Mother's Day or Christmas. Make sense? Raise your hand if that makes sense. All right, so it's 9.23. I'm going to stop sharing my screen. I want to hear maybe give you the opportunity to maybe ask some questions or some comments, and we'll dance with the conversation. Unfortunately, it's only 30 minutes. Any questions? Any comments? Go ahead, Maxwell. Excellent, excellent points. There's so many business owners and people that I meet who are so focused on outreach and on digital marketing and the social media posts and everything that too often they don't open up the filing cabinet of people they've already worked with and realize that there are some strong opportunities there. It's a lot, a phone call with a client that you maybe had three or four years ago goes a lot farther than 20 cold calls. So a lot farther. Yeah. So uh, excellent. I just wanted to say that's an excellent point for sure. And I actually wrote that down. How can I scale the relationship? So I'm going to keep that. Yes. yes, absolutely. So one of the things I'm going to put in the chat that, um, that I constantly go, keep going back to, to, to your point, is uh, Maxwell, as I'm going to put in the chat for you to download um, a list I have of different different forms in which you can impress your current clients. Things like um, follow up with, uh, well, actually, let me share the list here. And then I'm going to put a link in the chat so you can download it. Um, things like uh, how do you, you know, follow up with them, uh, send a written thank you note, uh, send a $5 gift card with every purchase, uh, start a reward or loyalty program, provide a surprise discount. So this list here, I'm going to send you this. I'm going to give you this list. I'm going to give you the link so you can download it if this is helpful and useful. These are different ideas that, um, that I use, my team uses, and I share with all of my clients to keep in mind because like you're pointing to Maxwell, that's the difference maker that really makes a difference it's thinking in that context of how do i scale the relationships not how do i sell more it's how do i scale the relationship because psychologically for for the business owner that you are right or for the marketing um chief marketing officer that you are if you will when i think in terms of relationship i'm more sensitive to my client needs and when I allow my brain to be more sensitive to my client needs, then I become this powerful business. I become, I have the, you know, the competitive advantage all of a sudden, but it's really from caring kind of view rather than scaling kind of view. Awesome. So let me, let me put that in the chat before I, before I forget. Any other comments, any other questions? Good morning, Josenia. This is so great to see you. I'm glad you're doing great. You're doing better. 
Yes, thank you. It's great to see you, Giovanni. Awesome. All right, so I just put it in the chat. Liz, can you can you share this this link on Facebook for me, please? Okay. Awesome. Any other comments? Any other questions? Go ahead, Stacy. Yeah, I just wanted to say so for those of you you know you've heard me talk about many times this this new relationship and love of my life that I reconnected with. It is uh, Joy Sonia. <laughs> so, oh, really? Yes, really? this is uh, my best friend, my ex-wife, the mother of my children, and my current girlfriend, I love to say that, and future fiance again. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, that is uh, phenomenal. <laughs> that is so great. Thank you for connecting the dots. That is awesome. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to add, I was thinking about what you were talking about. And I noticed like, because I am, my, my um, major in community college was marketing and graphic design, right? So as a graphic designer, I felt kind of on that advertising side and the marketing side, not so much, right? But I have worked in marketing departments. And for my own business, I've noticed that I'm always selling myself, my personality, right? Not even my artwork as much, but literally almost like my persona, right? So I, as I'm looking at what you're thinking about with marketing, I'm like, yeah, I could use some better strategies in order to even sell my myself or my, not my personhood, but my persona. So thank you for that. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you for, for uh, creating that. There is an aspect now that is so critical that I think if I feel like it in the past it wasn't so important, which is personal branding. And that's a that's a whole different world, right? That's a completely different world. Um, and but there's a principle in leadership that I that applies to, to branding and marketing. And that's that people follow people before they, they follow a vision. People follow people before they follow a vision. And so, uh, so it's, it's an aspect, a critical aspect to keep in mind. Uh, one of the things I've struggled myself is branding myself. I don't really like it. I don't really like branding myself because as human, I, I'm a roller coaster. Sometimes I'm high, sometimes I'm low. So that's a, that's a real, I'm a liability to a business, if you will. But ideas are not. Great ideas are not. So there's this balance between personal branding and then branding your company, right? So anyway, I just wanted to add that. No, no, no conclusion there, but just wanted to add that to the conversation. Stan. Yes, Gio. So in creating the relationship with your, 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 your customers, with your prospects, in order that you can scale, you know, you want to scale that relationship that's primary because it's about relationships, so I'm getting that. And you say the best way to do that is to educate them, continually educate them on what it is that you do. Would you give me an example of that? Can you guys hear me? Because I see myself frozen. Yeah, we can hear you. You're coming through clearly. You're just frozen on the screen, but you're coming through me. clearly. Yeah. Okay, awesome. So that, unfortunately, your question is kind of big for the time that we're in. Okay, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. We're going to pick that question up next week. But okay. what, I'm, okay. what I'm going to say is that uh, 
if you get if you could if you could allow yourself to look at the relationship you have with me from a the daily huddle it's a way to create relationships with people mm-hmm. right the daily huddle itself that's right and then also we have different events during the year that some have some have very low entry point cost point so that I provide more value. And then one, once a year, I actually do a three-day leadership course with Sorrel. And then that's a, that's a bigger entry point, investing in yourself, and now you're investing in working with me. And then in that process, then for those, for those folks who have companies, then, um, then they, they are actually interested in for us in training their teams. So that's a 30,000 view of how we do it. And then next week I'll share uh, how we do it for other clients and how other clients do it. And, but the entire principle, the entire principle that that we say, that I say, is that that we the foundation of all of it is how do I scale the relationships with people? That's the entire principle. How do we scale the relationships? Not how do I make money from from my prospects is how do I scale the relationship? And it really, really, really returns on investment. It's a really beautiful return on investment. At The Daily Huddle, we agree that the best way to kick off the day is to adhere to Patty Dabrowski's seven principles for having a happy body, sexy skin, a laughing spirit, and a rewarding life. Give. Give of your time, your full attention, and of your unique talents. Move. Move your body to keep it feeling energized and alive. Eat mostly plants. Plants are the purest fuel to help you reach your potential each day. Sleep. Sleep is how the body repairs itself and readies us to give our very best each day. Stress less. According to John Perkins, stress is just a problem without a solution. Choose your solution and dismiss that stress. Laugh. Laugh out loud. From your belly to your chest and with your head tossed back. You will fire up your endorphins and bring more energy to everyone around you. Love. Most of all, love. With your words, your thoughts, and your actions. Power them with love and watch the way you experience life elevate to all it can be. We thank you for joining us on The Daily Huddle. We are a growing tribe of passionate professionals seeking to inspire a new generation of leaders. Go out and share your unique ability to impact the world. Until next time, 